Welcome to the Udabmi Hello podcast. I am RJ, joined by Mike and Andy. Uh, welcome, guys. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yourself? Doing, doing great. Nice. We are here tonight uh, diving back into... Oh, that's the wrong picture. Oh, diving dude. back into uh, <laughs> wrestling. Uh, three dads, one podcast. You didn't ask for it, but we're here anyway, talking about the top WrestleMania of all time. If you are a wrestling fan from the 90s, 2000s, today, or not at all, you should like this podcast because we're on it, um, yeah. and, and we're hilarious. Um, and on top of that, um, wrestling is fun. Wrestling has been a part of my life for, for 30 years, a little less than that probably. I'm not that old. Um, but it's been a whirlwind of emotions, uh, and whether you uh, watched wrestling for a couple of years in the 90s or for the entire length of your life, um, you will you will be smartened up by this podcast today. No, smarten them up. Maybe, okay, Faye. Okay, Faye, bro. <laughs> okay, How bro. you doing, bro? Uh, so, hey, how's everything going, guys? Good, good. It's uh, been crazy, crazy couple of weeks, but uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, Mike has become our our unofficial third host uh, of the show. You've been on the show more than anyone else, so congrats. Including the both of you. This yeah. is now my podcast. Because we can't remember how many podcasts we've done. Like, well, this is podcast number... It's number know. 17. Oh, no, 17. You finally kept track. All right, fantastic. I did. Number 17, top WrestleMania of all time. We are, are making this simpler. So we are doing the top eight today uh, because we want to dive a little bit more into each WrestleMania because they're big. I mean, back in the day, there were two hours. Now they're 19 hours. They're three days long. So we're going to talk about uh, just eight of them today, um, and some of them we'll talk about a little bit more than others, um, but we have everything spanning. I think the earliest WrestleMania we have, we're going to disappoint some people right now, the earliest WrestleMania we have is WrestleMania 10 on the list. So if you were a fan of nine or below, um, this isn't for you. Um, it, we just could not get into nine or below. Yeah. I, I mean, there were some good ones on there, um, but we only wanted to go with eight. And, you know, maybe prior, you know, mid-90s to, you know, going back, uh, maybe there wasn't so many great matches on the cards, a lot of filler. Um, I think, Mike, you had WrestleMania three on your list, which I think yeah. would have been a good one. You know, you had Macho Man and, and Steamboat against each other, and then you had the infamous Hogan versus Hogan Andre. Hogan versus Giant. Giant, yeah. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, you know, so it, it was very tough to pick eight when there's been thirty plus. Yeah, and, you know, so I had WrestleMania one on my list also, but that was based uh, purely on the cultural significance of WrestleMania yeah. one because that really was what took WWF and elevated their business over any other. Um, any other wrestling company that was around at the time. So, um, plus to, not to mention all the celebrities that were there, you know, Mr. T and, you know, you name Cindy names for, yeah, the, everybody, everyone. Yeah. Little Richard yeah. was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. Probably. So, <laughs> If you guys have any questions or comments for us as we're going through this, feel free to uh, leave them for us below uh, in the comments section, um, just as uh, my wife did. Um, hi. Or my daughter. I'm not sure which one, but hi. Uh, they are probably logging off now. 
<laughs> but uh, but thank you guys for joining us today. Um, we're going to go through it. Um, I think we'll start off right away. Here we are. So we're going to talk about each WrestleMania a little bit here. Um, and this is uh, preference only. It's just personal opinion. Uh, it's going to be match quality. It's going to be event quality. It's going to be everything down to even maybe the music they used. Like, just uh, whatever. Um, a couple of them had Limp Biscuit songs. A lot had Limp Biscuit songs. Yeah, yeah. like Limp Biscuit was like the official band of there was, WWE. There's one that had two Limp Biscuit songs. I, yes, Listen, I did. I'm okay with Limp Biscuit, but there was one song that was playing where I was like, holy. Lord, this is garbage. Like, and I was watching like a highlight video, and they played it twice over, and yeah. I thought I was like in a uh, a fever dream at one point. And I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I had to, and Tina literally got up and went and walked away because <laughs> she's like, "What are you listening to?" There's um, some trash songs too. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up a WrestleMania trash song later, and it's not Limp Biscuit, but we'll talk about that later. Um, All right. But we're going to continue with the same brackets. So top eight, randomized brackets, WrestleManias versus WrestleManias. Uh, we'll just kind of introduce the WrestleManias as a whole. Um, and then whatever WrestleMania is out, we will talk a little bit about why we liked it. Because it still made our top eight. So there was things we liked about it, things we didn't like about it. But it made the list. So here are our top uh, eight WrestleManias, or at least the first two. Uh, here it is. We have WrestleMania 12 versus uh, WrestleMania 13, year after year. So let's start first with WrestleMania 12. That took place uh, March 31st, 1996, over at the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim, California. Um, the Just to give a quick overview, this was the one with the 60-minute uh, Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Um, and also, I guess the other thing on that card would have been The Undertaker uh, and Diesel uh, in their singles match. Um, but this was known because it was the first um, free-for-all. Do you guys remember the free-for-alls on the WrestleManias or on the pay-per-views? A free-for-all was the 30-minute free portion of the pay-per-view that was on the oh, cable channel. that's right. And you used to right. see the, you know, the channels yeah. coming up telling you what's on TV, yeah. and then they would have that 30-minute free-for-all hosted by Sonny or Todd Pettengale. Um, <laughs> and you would get to see the, uh, the opener, you know, the opener match. Which for this one, by the way, was the Body Donnas and the Godwins. So fun stuff. Um, but the other one is WrestleMania 13, which took place the following year uh, in 1997 at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, one of my favorite wrestling cities. Um, and that one uh, was known for uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin in a submission match and The Undertaker and Psycho Sid for the WWF uh, Heavyweight Championship. So let's get right to the voting, guys. You've seen the matches. You've seen the pay-per-views. Uh, what do you think? I'll let you go first, Mike. Oh, really? Okay. Um, this is this is actually a, um, a really tough decision. I mean, they're all going to be tough decisions because they're all really good events. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up here. I mean, you had WrestleMania 12. You had uh, the 60-minute Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Um, you know, we had the six-man tag match with the Bulldog, Owen Hart. Um, Vader. Yeah, Vader. Um, and then you had Ultimate Warrior versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley at, at 12. But then when we're looking at 13, um, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the main event with Undertaker and Psycho Sid, um, we had the submission match. Um, with Hart versus Austin and Ken Shamrock as the as the guest uh, ref, um, which is a, a fantastic match. 
it's it's just hard to really pick between these two. But I think my heart says 12, just based on the 60-minute Ironman match, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree uh, with that. Uh, 13 has my favorite match of all time, uh, Steve Austin and um, Bret Hart. However, some things that really pushed it for me was um, Stone Cold and Savio Vega was was a, a sleeper. Uh, it's, it's such a good a good match. Savio Vega is so good um, back in the 90s. That dude just made a return a couple years ago, I think, to Impact. Um, or was it uh, MLW, right? Um, and he's like, he looks the same. It's He's, he's, he's little Savio Vega. But um, so that, and then the other thing was, like you said, Undertaker and Sid was a ter- terrible match. Um, but then Undertaker and Diesel at this one was another big match. It was pretty good. Um, it, it was not a terrible match by any by any stretch. Um, so I'm going to go with 12. I was, this was a toss up for me. I could have gone either way. Um, so I'll just disagree to just throw some spice in there. I would have said 13. So let, let's talk about 13. The reason why I would have went with it is because not so much of the, the match quality because I think the only real match that had quality at that event was Brett versus Austin, which is, you know, like you said, RJ, before we talked, this is one of your favorite matches of all time. A lot of people agree with you. Um, it This was really the turning point into the Attitude Era. This is where Austin became that bona fide face of the company, and it kind of pushed Brett towards the heel of the company and it was a real big turning point for WWF and put them into um, a whole different stratosphere. Your oh, stratus reference? Uh, stratosphere of stratosphere. Yeah, of wrestling. So I would have went with that just because of the the impact that it made on the business. Um, though I think twelve had an overall better card. Um, and you also talked about. Sid versus Taker. Um, I, I don't know what else you would have expected out of that match. Um, <laughs> Sid and Michaels had an amazing match twice. Yeah, but Sid against a smaller guy That's true. is usually bad because he'll just murder the person. Yeah, he just stomps him. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not a horrendous match by any means. No, like, but it's, it's not it, like a five-star. No, no. It's probably not even a three-star, but you know, it, it was entertaining. But uh, as you said, uh, 12 is moving on, so let's talk a little bit more about 13. Uh, 13, going into it, if you guys remember, I, I watched wrestling. This was like the height of my wrestling. There was a final four in February between Taker, uh, Brett, Sid, and Vader. Uh, Brett ended up winning that and lost the title the very next day. Um, and then Taker becomes the number one contender. So it was a big mess going into WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels was supposed to be involved, but he lost his smile a month before, um, and he's gone for a couple of months, even though he shows up to the pay-per-view and dances all over the place like nothing's wrong. But you have um, Sid and Taker, and now you have Bretton Austin, and that's kind of how that's set up. But this is also The Rock's debut in WrestleMania. Yep. Um, and yep. even though not a great match against the Sultan for me, um, I loved seeing his dad um join in the match um and the dude had this punch where he was like he, before he punched he would just go like this yeah and then punch it was just, it was so fun um i have a whole lot more to say but what do you guys think about um 13 yeah this was um this had another fun match too with uh ahmed johnson lod in the chicago street fight against nation domination yeah, that was Nothing actually like, a good fight yeah 
nothing memorable, like too memorable, but it was it was a good fight. Um, I think what culture I was watching one of their highlights and they were talking about it and they were like, yeah, it was kind of like an ECW type brawl without the blood. You know, there's some good moments. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, uh, there was a big what about backstage basically. So they gave Ahmed the LOD. They gave him the pads. Yeah. yeah. And then Animal said that he stole them afterwards. And then Ahmed said, no, Hawk gave them to me like as a, as a tribute. <laughs> like, so it was a big debacle. Um, and Ken Shamrock was the ref in the main event um, as well. Ken Shamrock actually turned down an IWGP heavyweight title shot to go to WWF and ref. So he was supposed to go to New Japan. He was supposed to wrestle the champion, uh, Shinya Hashimoto. And he was basically like, I'll go as long as I'm not under contract. And Vince scooped him up before that. Wow. So uh, that could have been a whole different um, thing for Shamrock. I mean, he's been all over the place, but that would have been really interesting uh, to kind of see how that played out. But yeah. You know. Yeah, I, Brett and Austin, I can't say enough about. Like, that match is almost perfect in my eyes. Um, just the, the storytelling, the fact that Brett and Austin, the way they fight each other is so realistic to me. Um, the chair shots in that match were ridiculous. The blade job was over the top. Um, and just – I didn't want to do. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. He, he changed his mind during the match. Uh, I guess Brett was saying, like, there's parts where Austin's like, do you want? Do you still want to do this? Like, should we do it? Um, because Brett was actually the one who was blading him, and oh. at that point there was a no blood policy. Even though uh, I guess Brett had done it uh, a, a pay per view or two prior to that and got away with it. I guess he did it in a way where Vince didn't know it was a, a blade job. Um, so they did it. it. I guess Brett was like, "No, we got to do it." And um, I mean that picture is everywhere that was yeah. on their their vhs release that is like when people talk about austin like besides the double middle finger like that's what they remember is that blood you know mm-hmm. running down his face into his teeth that was a, a the memorable thing of the night and uh, probably of his career yeah i mean that was uh, honestly the highlight of the whole event i mean th- just looking back at the card like that's what you remember you don't you know we even just you even just said it like there's you don't remember too much else about this event but you know you keep coming back to that and it's it's a legendary match um you know ahmed johnson with the legion of doom isn't exactly uh making any headlines anymore <laughs> dude you gotta watch ahmed johnson before he went to wwf he was doing like sabu type stuff he was doing moonsaults and like diving over the top rope like completely reckless but oh man it was it was anything. yeah I, yeah there's some clips online I heard it. Like, take your dive like over the top rope. Can right. you imagine like you're going against Ahmed Johnson? He's like, I'm gonna do a dive on you over the top. Rope. <laughs> he's just like, oh. <laughs> you know, you're dead. There was a podcast I was listening to where they, he, he, I think it was Bruce uh, Pritchard, and he was talking about when Ahmed came out and he had the uh, elbow pads and knee pads below his knees or above them, and then like his elbow pads were above or below, yeah. and everybody was looking at him like, do you know how those work? Like that's not how you wear those. And everybody backstage thought it was the stupidest looking. Well, Flair does that all the time. He always puts his knee pads on his uh, shins 
drives me crazy. I'm like, they're not shin, <laughs> shin pads. Like, go get some soccer pads if you if your shins are bothering you. Yeah. Well, he's 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 an old man, and his pants are falling down. So yeah. why not everything else? But he should have got the, the the rock stirrups on his boots. You know, to hold them up. <laughs> All right, so WrestleMania 13 is out. It was a memorable one. Yeah, also, yeah. not to forget that China uh, bear-hugging um, Marlena uh, is one of the greatest sights ever. If you haven't seen it, just go look at it. She oh, the Triple H gold dust, destroys man. her, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but next up, we have WrestleMania 22 versus WrestleMania 10. Uh, WrestleMania 22 was actually in 2006. I wasn't actively watching wrestling, but I did watch all of the WrestleManias. Um, this was from the Allstate Arena in Chicago again. Um, and um, this is known for having the second Money in the Bank match, uh, Edge and Foley in the hardcore match there, um, and then Sean and Vince uh, was another one, and Triple H and Cena. Uh, WrestleMania 10, uh, very popular. Uh, most people know this one, but this is from Madison Square Garden in New York in 1994. Um, and the, this is known for uh, the uh, WWF title matches with Yokozuna, uh, Lex Luger, Bret Hart, um, and also Sean and Razor's ladder match. So let's just get down to it. WrestleMania 10 or WrestleMania 22? I'm going with 10. Mike? Um, I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to go I, with 10 too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was, I was going to say 10, um, 22 was great. You had a lot of great matches. Um, some of the earlier matches, maybe not so much, but the John Cena triple H match was, you know, a pretty good, um, pretty good close up to the show. Um, you know, the Shawn Michaels, um, um, uh, Mr. McMahon match, you know, no holds barred for, you know, an 18 minute match, um, you know, just a true test of endurance and, you know, how, how much Shawn Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> you what? That's what I oh yeah. <laughs> um, how much Shawn Michaels adds to any match. It doesn't matter who he's wrestling. The amount of skill and the, uh, the way he can really make anybody look good, not, you know, because let's let's be honest, Vince McMahon isn't exactly um, you know the best wrestler around. You know, he owns the company. He can he can put himself in any match he wants to, uh, and but I feel like he does it when it's going to make an impact. Um, but to put himself up against one of the biggest superstars that he had has ever had, um, and I mean, he basically, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he was with Shawn Michaels. But yeah. but to but to let Shawn Michaels beat the ever living crap out of him, um, you know, really says a lot about how he uh, really has no shame and how he'll really do anything for the business. Um, you know, but some of the other matches on on there, um, the the Money in the Bank match was was awesome. The Money in the Bank ladder match with uh, Van Dam, Lashley, Finley, Matt Hardy. Um, the, the Ric Flair uh, match I was talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the Ric Flair. Not, not to mention that Ric Flair, I think was like, you know, almost 60 years old at the time getting, getting suplexed off the top of a ladder. Like just the absurdity of, of, uh, of what that he's, actually he's is. The last 40 years. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think WrestleMania 22 was, was really good. That, again, Chicago crowd. Uh, makes it. It was very, very good. Here is the song, though. Peter Gabriel's Big Time. 
It was the worst WrestleMania song of all time. If you haven't heard that, Peter Gabriel's Big Time. They played that for like nine months before this, every Monday for Raw, and I hated it. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was the second Money in the Bank match. It was a good one. Not my favorite. I think the first one was better. Uh, but it was really cool that RVD won. I think it was kind of a surprise, at least for mm-hmm. me. Um, Hardy did a side effect onto Finley off the ladder, which was ridiculous. That was awesome. Um, I also, this is the first WrestleMania that had a really good women's match in it. Um, it was Trish and Mickey. Um, great story, good match. Um, they got a little bit more time than you normally would. Um, and I agree, Sean and Vince was fun. Um, it's something you wanted to see. You know, it wasn't, it, it was not going to be a five star wrestling match, but it was entertaining. Uh, that elbow spot through the table where he DX chopped and then, you know, did the elbow <laughs> through the through the, the table was awesome. Um, I think this is also the one where Cena took the reins um, and started this, you know, Cena Nation started after this. And everybody was hot when uh, Cena won against Triple H. I don't think anyone was expecting that. So that was a kind of a, a huge deal. Um, I've noticed in, in researching WrestleMania, Triple H has lost a lot. Yeah. Uh, everybody blames that guy for being like, you know, I'm going to go over on everybody, but that dude lost more than he won at WrestleMania. Uh, he's always willing to do business, so I thought that was kind of Yeah, cool. he puts a lot of people over, um, you know, but he is, you know, his character is menacing. So when, when his character loses, it means something, you know? Yeah. Um, we've, we've talked about some good matches there, but we probably haven't talked about the best matches on there. <laughs> Are we talking about the hardcore match? I think he's talking about the terrible matches. That's what he wants to oh, do. Okay. No, no. Before I get to the best match, let me let me re- regroup here. Talk about Trish and Mickey, one of the best women's matches on a WrestleMania card. Uh, Mickey got herself in some deep doo-doo in this match um, because she – I don't want to get political on here. But she grabbed Trish in a spot. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He trumped her. Yeah, she trumped her. Yeah, she did that. And then made a gesture with her fingers. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Had, that. Yeah. yeah, that had to be cut from everything. So apparently she went backstage and Vince just, Vince of all people, lost yeah. his, his stuff on her. Yeah, crossed the line. Yeah, crossed the line. I'm going to go out there and beat God. It's a family um, friendly show. Family yeah. friendly. Yeah, I'm going to go get my. My wife in a wheelchair and make out with, a, with another girl while she barks like a dog. This but was this, after the intergender handicap match, by the way. With yeah. the boogeyman and Charmel. Yeah. All right. So that that was on there. Rey Mysterio won the championship. Mm-hmm. They actually cut that match. It was supposed to be 18 minutes long. They cut it down to nine because other matches went over. Um, and Vince didn't want to put the title on Rey. Everybody backstage was pushing for Rey to be this underdog champion. And Vince wanted uh, the the bigger guys to, to be their champion. Yeah, it was Orton and uh, Angle, right? In a in a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know they had a lot of people pushing for Ray. They finally convinced him, um, and he ended up having a, a very short title reign. But it was it was a cool moment to see. This was right after um, maybe like a year or so after Eddie Guerrero had passed away. So they wanted to, you know, kind of have this moment. Uh, for Ray, so that that was pretty cool, and seeing somebody who's, you know, my size or smaller winning the championship in a land of giants is pretty cool. And then the match of the night was Mick Foley and Edge in a hardcore match, thumbtacks, barbed wire, barbed wire bats, then the flaming table, which Edge that yeah. 
That was Edge's idea. So Edge spears Foley through the flaming table. Just a crazy moment, um, you know, to see Edge kind of go into Foley's realm there of of hardcore and do it really well was 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 terrific. I mean, I I love that match. Um, but yeah, but then you had you know Boogeyman versus Booker T and Charmel, which was a four minute match. Um, I guess Boogeyman was actually injured. <laughs> So instead of just oh. cutting the match completely, which would have been would have made more sense. Yeah, let's cut yeah. that match and put four minute, extra minutes into Randy Orton, uh, Kurt Angle, and Rey Mysterio. That makes sense to me. Maybe not to everybody else. Um, and then Undertaker versus Mark Henry in a casket match. I actually liked Mark Henry a lot during this time. He was kind of this is really when he started doing that World Strongest Man stuff. Um, yeah, he was rolling up frying pans, right? When he was, yeah, like, he was <laughs> like actually, like oh, I'm a strong man. Well, why don't you do some strong man stuff? Yeah, that's like legit. Uh, but how much can you do in a casket match? But yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah, it was, a, it was a great card. But I don't know that they they didn't open the show with anything great. Big Show and Kane versus Carlito and Chris Masters. Like hey. that's, I love Chris Masters, hey. but that is not in the face of people. That is. <laughs> <laughs> a, a six a six minute tag match for the world tag team championship. Listen, six minutes. We're lucky that it was on the pre-show. <laughs> well, WrestleMania ten is moving on. We're saying goodbye to WrestleMania twenty two. Next up, we have a tough one, super tough one. Uh, WrestleMania thirty versus WrestleMania one seven. <laughs> WrestleMania X seven. WrestleMania seventeen. Uh, let's talk about it. WrestleMania 30 was in 2014. It is our newest pay-per-view to make the top eight. So there was nothing after 30, uh, even though I do like a lot about the last five years. But um, the Boneyard match, hello. Um, anyways, <laughs> April 2014, Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. It was the first WWE event that was simultaneously broadcast on pay-per-view and the new WWE Network. Um, that is known for uh, the Yes Movement. Um, pretty much that's it. Uh, and also uh, the huge defeat of The Undertaker uh, against Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> if you're six years too late. Um, WrestleMania uh, X7 was in 2001, uh, and that was in Houston, Texas. Um, and this is right after the WCW buyout had happened. Uh, the major one on this card uh, was the TLC match. Uh, and Stone Cold and The Rock. So let's have at it. Uh, WrestleMania X7 or WrestleMania 30? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say X7. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to agree with you too. So let's talk about WrestleMania 30 because it was a good one. I did like it. I saw it live at Andy's house, I think. Um, and it was a really good one. It was super long. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, card was stacked. I mean, the, uh, WrestleMania 30 was nothing to sneeze at. Um, <laughs> yeah, at you. Um, you know, you had, you had some. I've not heard this. Is this a Warwick phrase? <laughs> what is that? Um, the cough bug is at. You, you, yeah. <laughs> don't don't cough those boogeymans. Um, you know, you're you're bookending the night with. <laughs> Uh, bookending the night with two huge matches um, with Daniel Bryan beating Triple H to start the night. 
mm-hmm. to put himself into the championship match at the end of the night versus Batista and Randy Orton in a triple threat match. Um, now, as um, the, the, the closing match, uh, unfortunately, a lot of interference from Triple H, and I kind of feel like Orton and Batista carried the match. Um, you know, and uh, part of the, the whole story, you know, Brian had a, a you know, a, a 26 minute match at the beginning of the night. Yeah, he was already injured, um, you know, but it was still a good match to watch because you, you had um, Batista and Orton really just going for it, um, you know, for the title, knowing that Daniel Bryan was injured. Um, but then you had the Triple H interference. Then you had um, Daniel Bryan fighting back, then getting a uh, tag team power bombed through a table, put onto a stretcher, jumps off the stretcher, comes back into the match, <laughs> um, you know, only, only to, to uh, win the whole thing. And, um, you know, you, you can't really, you can't really say that that was a, a bad way to open and close the night. And then you had all these matches in the middle. Um, you know, I don't, yeah, well, there's tons, <laughs> tons of matches, but I mean, you know, looking, looking at the highlights and, you know, I don't want to keep talking too much here so you guys can, you know, say whatever, but you know, the six man tag match was amazing. The, um, Lesnar Undertaker match was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, knowing that it was going to be the 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 first time the Undertaker was going to lose at a WrestleMania, in, you know, twenty some odd, yeah, twenty some odd years. Um, but I feel like the lows of this night were the <laughs> the lowest. Kind of like how RJ makes me feel right now. <laughs> that was my taker guy. Oh, uh, okay. Thing. Me, and, yeah. me and RJ would always say, like, man, we should get front row tickets because they would always go to the crowd and they'd always have like ridiculous faces. So we wanted to be like, <laughs> <laughs> like an arm bar. <laughs> Someone does uh, it, so we just have throwing up. So there's a ton about this. I want to point out they opened the show with Hogan being um, uh, advertised. Um, and then Austin and The Rock show up. Um, huge intro. I think it was one of the most epic openers for non-wrestling that I've seen in WrestleMania history. Uh, Hogan messing up the Silver Dome line, uh, which was hilarious because both The Rock and Austin made fun of him uh, during the promo. Um, so that was awesome. I love seeing the Road Dog and Billy Gunn during this time. They were back for a short stint as tag champions. They're so entertaining. Some of my favorite tag teams. Um, and it was them versus the Shield. Um, and it was actually a pretty good match. Um, they're a little past their prime, but it was still fun seeing them out there. And the right people won. Um, I also thought, and I saw this live with Andy. Uh, we were super happy at the time to see Cesaro uh, win the Battle Royal, even though they didn't do anything with him. But it was still cool. It was his moment. It was really cool. Um, and Kofi had that great spot too, where he, he was uh, thrown over the the turnbuckle, oh. but his feet hit the stairs, and yep. never his feet never touched the ground. Yeah, uh, yep. that was that was a great spot. Yeah, I have to admit, like Brian winning at the end, both matches. First off, Brian had two four star matches. Most people are rating those four stars or higher. Um, it, he wrestled twice, almost an hour uh, combined, um, and it was just he was really really impressive. I'm not a Batista or a Randy Orton fan, and I thought that match was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, the only other thing I would say on this one is, um, 
you know, the Taker and Brock. Sadly, um, Taker got a concussion, uh, I think, minutes into this match. Um, and so the match wasn't as great as it could have been. But that that swerve at the end with him losing was, uh, whether you agree with it or not, um, was a shock. It was probably one of the first times in a long time that WWE pulled something that we didn't see coming. Um, and yeah. so I thought that was that was really good. The ref didn't even know. They didn't tell the ref to finish either. Oh, wow. So when he when he counted the three, he legit thought that he screwed up. <laughs> he was like, I just messed up like one of the biggest matches of <laughs> of like the year. And then they showed like the twenty one and one on the screen. He was like, Oh Jesus, like thank <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he was like in deep crap. Um anything you yeah. want to add to that, Andy? Yeah, this had um you know, you talk about pretty much all the moments I want to talk about, but there was also John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena went over. Um, yeah. Probably a a bad call. Um, I think Bray Wyatt kind of had a lot of these um, when he should have won, uh, especially early on when he was hot. He was like, mm-hmm. like he was a top guy. Like, then they should have put the belt on him <laughs> way before they ever did. Um, this was actually the first time in 11 years where Cena did not have the belt in at a WrestleMania, either in the title match or something like that. So um, this was kind of uh, fading, or I guess phasing Cena out of that title picture. A lot of the younger guys are going over, um, you know, the Shield, Cesaro, um, Daniel Bryan. And this was the fans talking as well. This was like the fans moment. Much like they did with Kofi Mania years after, Daniel Bryan was the first one because from the in the Rumble when he got tossed out, they couldn't like the whole Rumble was just booing. It didn't matter if they were fan favorites or whatever. Everybody was getting booed at that point. And I think I think it was Batista that won, and the fans were just like, "No, we don't want this. We want Daniel Bryan." And they actually listened for once. And they were like, all right, well, I guess we got to get him in the title picture somehow. So go out there and beat Triple H. Um, and I guess originally it was supposed to be Triple H and CM Punk. Hmm. And this is when CM Punk was like, no, I'm leaving. Um, and I guess they were like, well, why don't you face Triple H at WrestleMania and you're going to go over. And CM Punk was like, really? No. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Certainly didn't do himself any favors on his way out. That's for sure. I don't think he cares. Yeah, no. WrestleMania X7 is moving on. Uh, 30 is gone. So next up, our last one uh, in the top eight here. Uh, we have WrestleMania 21, which happened back in 2005 at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Uh, that one is known for uh, Cena and Layfield and Batista and Triple H. Um, and then you have WrestleMania 19, uh, which happened in 2003 in the Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington. Uh, this one is known uh, for Hulk Hogan and Mr. McMahon in a street fight, The Rock and Stone Cold, and Brock and Kurt Angle. So um, what do you guys got? 19 all the way. Uh, man, this one is a little tough for me. 21 is really good too, but... I mean, you have the money in the bank. You have Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Um, there were. There I'm gonna were, go. Yeah, 
I'm going to go with 19 as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say 19, um, but I was waiting to hear what you were going to say. It's, it's by far the better card, by far the better matches. Like, yeah. 20, all right. 21 wasn't all bad. 21 had Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Anytime you put those two together, you're going to get something good. Right. First money in the bank ladder match. Taker versus Orton. This was kind of like Orton's push into like, um, you know, uh, I would say this was a big push, but you know, to get a match against Taker is pretty pretty big. Yeah, this is like when they first kind of started like mentioning like, oh, Taker has a streak, so it started like meaning something a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big thing on this match was Michaels versus Angle. Yeah, uh, definitely the match of the night. Yeah, I, I like hands down, possibly one of the there. greatest matches of of history in in WrestleMania for sure. Yeah, but I will um, say this: mixed with that good stuff, you had. Cena versus JBL, Triple H versus Batista. Like, you can't follow Michaels versus Angle. That should have been the main event. No, they did. They did follow it. It was a one-minute sumo match with the Big Show versus Aki Bono. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I met Aki Bono actually at a Dragon Gate USA match. He was signing autographs. Nice, really nice, really nice dude. Uh, I got his autograph and picture somewhere. Actually, on Facebook, you can find me and Aki Bono. Well, WrestleMania 21 was important because this was the first WrestleMania. It was a new era for WWE again with no Austin, no Rock, no Lesnar. You had names like Cena, Batista, Orton, and Edge that were in bigger matches here. Um, Mysterio Mysterio and Eddie had that solid opener. Um, Ray's son would get involved uh, later in the year with the custody of Dominic. Um, And uh, Eddie's final WrestleMania, sadly, is this one as well. He would die later this year as well. Um, uh, however, uh, first money in the bank, which was a great match, probably my favorite of, of the two we've talked about so far, uh, five out of six of those guys would go on later to win the world title. Um, the only one who didn't was Shelton Benjamin, which we could argue he was the star of the match, um, in, in this match anyway, and in any other ones he's been in, uh, afterwards, um, but yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. We got some good matches in here. We got some bad ones. Um, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. I'll bring up the fact that, um, yeah, Taker and Orton, I thought was a really solid match. Um, Orton, I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, whenever, you know, Taker is in there with somebody, it usually is a pretty pretty good match if you've got two good guys in there. Um, and then Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels for me, um, probably one of my favorite matches of all time. It's definitely a five-star match for me. I just watched recently a documentary on that match um, where... Uh, this was the one where Kurt Angle started singing the uh, I'm a Sexy Boy um, in, in a promo prior to this with um, Shawn Michaels' old ballet. Uh, she came back for it. I can't remember her name, but um, she came back and him and Kurt, her and Kurt sure. Angle were singing I'm a Sexy Boy, Kurt Wait, Angle. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so what do you guys think? I mean, I already said what I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, moving on. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it, guys. All right, awesome. And you're right. The, the, the later two main event cards kind of duds John Cena and, and JBL, even though I do agree with Cena going over JBL. JBL was yeah. not that great. Um, and then Batista and Triple H. I, 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 I hate Batista. So uh, Batista and Triple H would not have been uh, a match I'd look forward to. But uh, anyways, moving on is WrestleMania 19. We're officially in the top four uh, for uh, WrestleManias, uh, and we are, are keeping up for good time here. But here it is. WrestleMania 12 versus WrestleMania 10. Uh, just a quick reminder, WrestleMania 12 uh, was back in 1996. 
and uh, WrestleMania 10 was two years earlier in 94. Uh, what do you guys got? I'll tell you already. I'm going with 10. You're going with 10? I am. All right. I, I'll i make it easy, and I will agree with you on 10. All right. Mike, what would you have chosen? Uh, I was leaning towards 10 as okay. well. Um, All right. So let's talk about 12 then. Yeah. What do you guys think about this one? So, again, if I, I mentioned it earlier, you guys knew it right away. It was the free-for-all. Was the first? Uh, this was the first free for all with uh, that happened on the free channel, uh, and that was the Body Donnas versus the Godwins, um, which I did not know until listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast that the Body Donnas was Tom Pritchard. Yeah, um, I for some reason did not make that connection. Tom and uh, Chris Candido. Yeah, they were a fun. They were a fun group. I don't care. They were good. Godwins were good too. I really liked them. Um, I think didn't they have a slot match with Triple H at some point too? Yeah, Henry Godwin and Triple H. Yeah, fun stuff. It wasn't five-star matches, but it was fun to watch. Um, so this is Steve Austin's WrestleMania debut. Uh, debut. Debut. Uh, debut. Debut. Uh, <laughs> this was also um, the Hollywood backlot brawl with the O.J. Simpson footage in, in, inserted throughout the night, uh, which was hilarious. Um, if you love homophobic comments, uh, you will love this match. Uh, it is filled with them. It does not age well. Um, but, um, if you want to separate that part, it was still a really good match overall, uh, or a fight. Um, I, I had a lot of people watching it and cringing, uh, as they said, really terrible things. Um, and then, uh, for me, um, Michael's winning the title, super emotional. I think it puts, uh, it cements Michael's as the, uh, top, uh, wrestler probably of all time. Um, that ending sequence, we, I used to know it by heart. Uh, with Vince's commentary, uh, I thought it was epic. Probably one of the best matches in WWE history, if not all time. Uh, some people say it's a little too long; uh, it gets a little um, a little dry somewhere in the middle. But I, I, I love it. I love every minute of it. So, um, what do you guys think about it? I think this is another one of those instances where one match really kind of defined the the event with the sixty minute. Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that other matches on the card uh, weren't worth watching. I think the six man tag match was, you know, a decent lineup um, with Bulldog Hart, Vader um, versus Ahmed Johnson, Jake the Snake, and Yokozuna. Um, you know, just looking at those names, you know, sort of, um, you know, defines that part of the the company's, um, you know, the, the generation. Um, but, you know, Ultimate Warrior versus Triple H, uh, I believe this was the first time Ultimate Warrior was, was back for a WrestleMania. Am I wrong in saying that? Oh, that's true. Yeah, back after four years. Yeah. And, um, he just squashed Triple H and, and I know, like, I know Ultimate Warrior was this, um, you know, he sort of transcended the business, right? He like, besides Hulk Hogan, he was like their next like marketing material. Right. Um, so if you have him coming back after four years, why not give him a fight? Um, you know, why are you going to have him come in and just squash someone? I know, I know it was triple eight. Uh, well, it was Hunter Hearst, honestly, but you know, well, no, but you're, you're right, but you know that wasn't what he was known for. You know, Ultimate Warrior was always running through guys, quick matches. His intensity is what got him over. But 
the bad call, bad call on this one. Triple H had yeah. an undefeated streak at this point. Yeah. And then you have Ultimate Warrior come in after four years, kicks out of the pedigree, like one of the most, what should be one of the most protected moves after it yeah. become that. But uh, Triple H didn't want to do that. He had gone and been like, I, I can't have him kick out of my finisher. And he got overruled. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate warrior. But again, that leads me back to why, just why, have have him, I don't know, just have him show up and and grab the top rope and just run around the ring for like four <laughs> minutes and just let everyone go nuts. Like, why does he have to? Why does he have to squash someone? Like, or he yeah. could do it against like a lower card, you know, guy. Have somebody come out and been like. I challenge anyone in the back, and then yeah, like, it would have gotten the same reaction. Yeah, you know, have was this the beginning of the punishment though for Triple H due to the other guys leaving the click? Um, I don't know because I, I don't I don't know. Diesel was on the it might have been, um, but I thought it happened after. This was after Kevin Nash, Diesel, whatever, and Scott Hall did announce that they were on their way out. Um, I'm looking up when the curtain call was because that yeah. he was punished after that, but I don't know if that was before or after this. This was probably after because Scott Hall was supposed to be. It was hard. It was May, so it was two months later. Okay, yeah, because Scott Hall, um, you know, Razor Ramon was supposed to be on this card and actually got bumped off um, because that he, because he gave his notice, um, and then he also um, apparently, allegedly failed a drug test and I don't think it really mattered back then, but they were like, no, you're go home and you're not getting any WrestleMania payouts either. Um, so you got bumped off the card. Um, so yeah. Uh, and a warrior really Vince didn't want him back either. Linda had to be the one to convince Vince because Vince and ultimate warrior had a very tumultuous relationship at this point. Um, but Linda, I guess, was a big supporter of Ultimate Warrior, and she was able to have them sit down, and you know, they brought him back in. Uh, but I think you guys are missing out on the big thing that happened here. Okay, so at this point, WCW was stealing everybody from yeah. WWF. Nash is is going to be gone, which is interesting. That Taker would kick out out of his jackknife powerbomb multiple times. I think that was kind of a a send off of we're gonna kill your finisher um so vince wanted to get back at wcw and bring one of their stars and put them on tv so they got the biggest one of all they got johnny b bad mark miro to show up on the on there um, no, i was wondering where you were going yeah. with this no, no he was cool I mean, mark miro was good for a short minute was, he was, I, no, and he did have a match against sable in the future so yeah i was his wife um no, I like I like Mike Marrero too. Pulling off shoot <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. I mean, I used to love him as Johnny e. Bad. I used to get the old wrestling magazines, and he would, you know, basically have this little Richard character. Well, that's and, because finally you had someone to root for you that you look like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, WrestleMania up. 10 is moving on. WrestleMania 12 is now gone. Uh, now we're up against WrestleMania X7. Uh, versus WrestleMania 19. Again, X7, known for the um, uh, TLC match, uh, Shane versus uh, his dad, uh, and also uh, Stone Cold and The Rock. Um, and then you have WrestleMania 19, 
which again is known for Rock and Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan and Mr. McMahon, and Brock and Angle. Um, do you guys have any idea which direction you want to go in? I actually, I actually, I, I kind of don't. I, I thought I thought I did uh, coming into this no, kind of kind of foreshadowing that um, you know these two would end up against each other. Um, I'm going with X7. I'm going to agree with you. This is a tough. This is a tough one, but I'm going with X7. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I mean, kind of same as last time. I was kind of leaning towards that. However. Um, we had WrestleMania 19, which was Austin sendoff, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, again, if we're talking, you know, uh, cultural significance, um, you have the rock versus Steve Austin, possibly one of the biggest matches in the history of the company, two of the biggest superstars, of the entire company of all time and the both of them kind of in their own way you know dragged the company back up um you know and to have austin sent off by the rock in in an amazing match just riddled with reversals after reversals i mean i think we saw the people's elbow like four times and you know uh doing each other's finishers yeah yeah, and I think um, you know at one point the the ref got a got stunned. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure it happened at some point. I think I got um, stunned. From yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then you you still had um, you know Lesnar versus Angle, um, which you know the the title changed hands so Angle could um, get surgery. Um, he had a broken you know, freaking neck. Yeah, he had a broken neck and he had bone spurs and. Um, all this crazy stuff and you know to 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 know that after the fact and and just still see the kind of matches he put on mm-hmm. um you know and then have have lesnar go over and and get the title um you know in a 20 something minute match was just great to watch um you know but it's it's hard to put that up against x7 you know and we'll talk more about that later i'm assuming yeah, um, this was important for two big reasons. This was the first WrestleMania where uh, we were using the WWE name. They got the F out in 2002, <laughs> uh, which was the phrase they were using. Uh, it's also the first WrestleMania with the brand extension uh, in full effect. So that was the roster being divided between Raw and SmackDown. This was Ray's WrestleMania debut. Uh, yeah, did you know that Raw and SmackDown are going to be on the same show? They're going to be on the same show? Yeah. Both Raw and SmackDown? That's I crazy. didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, inside joke that no one gets, but it's funny <laughs> to us. Um, Ray's WrestleMania debut against Matt Hardy. If anybody remembers the Matt facts, they were awesome, as was Matt Hardy. Um, How do you do a V? That, I don't think that's right. Oh, uh, version one. Oh, I think I that's did. Right. Version one. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so much to talk about on this. I don't want to get take it all away from you, Andy, so I'll let you, you handle some. But Shawn Michaels and Jericho. Um, probably one of the better matches, again, in the history of WWE. 
Um, as you notice, most of mine contain Shawn Michaels uh, or Stone Cold. Uh, but in this one, you've got Shawn Michaels and Jericho being up there, Rock and Stone Cold being up there. I'm not a huge fan of Lesnar, but Lesnar and Angle was a great match too. You had a lot of really good four and five star matches. I would put Shawn and Jericho at a five star. I'd put Rock and Stone Cold at a five star. And Brock and Kurt were probably a four star for me. So you have two um, five star matches on one card. Um, and there's t tons more. However, the thing I don't get, why in the world is The Undertaker fighting Big Show in A-Train with Orlando Jones? Oh, no, Nathan. No, Nathan Jones. He needed, he, needed, he needed interference from Nathan Jones multiple well, times. Oh, I hate well, it. It, was, it was supposed to be a tag match originally. So Nathan Jones was this big, big dude. Um, I mean, you look at him, you're like, oh, this dude is, is imposing has a star written all over him like you know vince's dream guy um and then they bring him over and they're like oh this guy doesn't know how to wrestle um so he just kicks people yeah and, you know which is cool but he, he couldn't put on a match like they tried working with him and practicing and stuff and they're like this isn't going to work so they actually just made it a handicap match and with nathan jones coming in at the end doing a couple kicks and there we go. Yeah, total throwaway match for uh, for the taker. Great women's match: Victoria, Trish, Jazz. Um, this also had a really good uh, Los Guerreros versus Hassan Benjamin versus Rhino Chris Benoit. Hogan yeah, that was versus, a great match. Yeah, <laughs> Hogan versus McMahon. Uh, Vince, uh, two old men just beating the crap out of each other. Had a Roddy Piper interference. That was kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, that was a good match, though. That ended with yeah, uh, yeah. a bloody Mr. McMahon and a yeah, middle finger. They're both bloodied yeah. up, you know. Um, this had the big Lesnar botched shooting star press. So <laughs> yeah. people were like, oh, he can't do the shooting star press. Like, no, go back early in his career when he was in OVW. That was one of his moves, and he did it picture perfect crisp every single time but here you are in a match that's 20 30 minutes down the line and you're beat up and angles on the wrong side of the ring like 70, <laughs> he's gonna go 75 percent of the ring and he's exhausted and he weighs 280 pounds something's gonna go wrong um and there he was you know landing on his head and almost killing himself um and then the big thing that got canceled from this event was john cena versus Fabulous in a rap battle that was supposed to happen. This is when John Cena was, you know, when he was doing his raps, and it was just awesome. <laughs> they were supposed to have the big rap battle. I guess Fabulous uh, out. Yeah, got himself into a little bit of legal trouble, and um, they had to drop it, unfortunately. I think that would have been – that's all, the only thing that we would have been talking about uh, for sure. <laughs> no disrespect to Fabulous. Well, I think WWE doesn't want to do, do business <laughs> with, with people that are shady, so – so but two, uh, two, cool. just... two two details we forgot yeah <laughs> two right. details we forgot the hogan uh mr mcmahon match if right. hogan had lost he was gonna have to retire mm -hmm. uh <laughs> what's 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 funny is um he had already been wrestling for like 26 years <laughs> which you know the the dude was like you know 57 years old or something so you know 
the forced retirement in a wrestling match is funny to me. Um, yeah, my 401k. <laughs> uh, second detail and why this one ultimately lost was this is the aforementioned uh, two Limp Biscuit song pay-per-view. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. That's, All right. that's, that's that knocked it out. That's it. That's the end of it. Don't well, before it. we get into the final two, this is it. We are here uh, in the finals of uh, the really? top WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, I think I did this right. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, here we are. Right. Uh, but before we do that, we want to let you know we do other things too, like help save you bundles on car insurance. Stuff. Um, no, we have some music. Uh, B-Rap and RJ Gun Music. Uh, we put out music, um, try to do it every week, uh, sometimes every two weeks, depending on how creative we are feeling. Um, but we've had some good music come out. Well, we've had a couple things go viral over on bandlab.com. Um, so uh, keep keep checking it out. I think our latest song was A Way Out, possibly, or yeah. Time Heals No Wounds. But check them out. Uh, they're very emo titles, but it's uh, good stuff. Um, and then also um, check out our podcast uh, on Spotify. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, anywhere you can get your your streaming uh, stuff. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we are down to the last two WrestleManias. That is WrestleMania 10 versus WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about each one. Okay. I, yeah. I think. How about we just uh, start with uh, 10 and then head into 17? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's do, do talking. Let's let's go with number. Let's go with ten. I mean, I think RJ, you're probably the most passionate about WrestleMania ten because this was probably the height of your fandom. Um, uh, it was not. I'm not that no. old. No, my I didn't you even start like, watching wrestling until twelve. Um, oh, really? 10, okay. I went back and watched it. All right. Um, but no, I do like it. All right. So, what do you want to say about ten? Uh, I mean, the opening match, Owen and Brett. Fire, right? Best One. opener in the history of wrestling. Yeah, right. and and with nothing on the line either. This was uh, this wasn't a championship match. There was no title on the line. This was literally just, yeah, you know, f- just blood, family blood. Yeah, this was this was basically a way to keep Brett in WWF at the time. So Brett actually, in, in real life, um, went and said, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving the company." Uh, I might take a year off. I might go to WCW, but I'm out. He was he wasn't happy. Um, so Vince was basically like, "What can we do? You want to match against your brother?" And originally it was against Bruce Hart, and Bret Hart was like, "No, let's let's do Owen," um, because Owen was kind of in in the mid card, not doing really doing anything, which they kind of did with him for a very long time. They didn't really do much with him. Um, and this was after the Rumble um, where Luger and Brett both went over and hit the floor first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, Terrible Rumble. Yeah. But it was significant because, again, they listened to the fans. So at the end of the match where they were talking about and when they were like, oh, Lex Luger won. No, Brett won. Brett got the bigger reaction. Um, so that was kind of like they're like, yeah. He's our guy to be in line for the title. So that was pretty interesting. Um, I, there's not really much else going on in this in this pay-per-view except for Michaels and Razor Ramon um, in the, the ladder match, was which was a fantastic ladder match. 
Yep. Um, and I believe they actually went over in time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was, yeah, this was the one where Savage went off on them backstage because this ended up uh, cutting a match. Mm-hmm. So when you get cut from WrestleMania, that means you ain't getting none of this. Um, so we, I think it was supposed to be a six-man tag, so you just took away from six people's paychecks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to be a very well-liked backstage, not like they really cared. Um, so, you know, you had two five-star matches, and then you got Brett going into the main event. So he wrestles twice that night Yep. against, against Yoko, and I think that was Yoko's second match too, because Yoko faced Lex Luger earlier. And then yep. they, so, um, and Brett wins, and he's basically the face of the company at that point. So. Yeah, that Brett moment to me was an early Daniel Bryan moment. You know, having yeah. Brett go out there and be on the shoulders of everybody, and Owen in the background, a great storytelling throughout the night. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a great match by far. Yokozuna wrestled twice in one night. He could barely wrestle once. Um, yeah. Uh, some some things I pointed out. Uh, first off, Brett Owen, probably one of the greatest matches in history. Never mind just as an opener or just in WWE. It's, it's a clinic. Um, it's great. Sean and Razor, their ladder match. They had a second one at SummerSlam later that year, which was awesome. Um, but that was an amazing match. Um, Randy and Crush could have been a really good match. But if you remember, he tried to hang Crush up by his leg in the back to keep him there. And as soon as he hung him up, he fell off. Um, it was so terrible. Um, but it was Randy's last WrestleMania. Um, something that I noticed, didn't notice it till now. This is the first WrestleMania I enjoyed thoroughly. Do you know also, why? First WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. I was going to say, the first one without Hogan. Um, but anyways, yeah. Anything to add, Mike, about WrestleMania 10? Um. I mean, we forgot the landmark match of Earthquake versus Atom Bomb <laughs> that lasted 35 seconds. I mean, it was um, a, it was an earthquake. It's just quick. yeah, it was. Um, Atom Bomb was uh, he replaced I think Ludwig Borga, if I'm not mistaken, because he got hurt or something like that, so they threw him in there. <laughs> um, I think this was at a time um, where they were really trying to figure out what they wanted to do as a entertainment industry, you know, when you're following up, you know, an amazing match like Owen and Brett with um, Bam Bam Bigelow, Luna Vachon versus Dink and Doink um, in a mixed tag match that somehow ended up lasting over six minutes, um, you know, which was to bridge the gap to, you know, Savage and and, um, Crush. Um, Not really sure. Not really sure what they were trying to do. Um, but then, you know, you've got, uh, you know, a great women's match for the championship with Alundra Blaze and uh, Leilani Kai, um, you know, super technical match. Um, but then again, we go back to men on a mission versus the Quebecers. So it was like, it was so like up and down, um, you know, but then you look at the marquee matches and even the guest referees in the marquee matches meant something. So, you know, when when we are looking at the um, Bret Hart Yokozuna, you know Roddy Piper is is your guest referee. Um, Mister Perfect was there for Yokozuna and Lex Luger, so um, they knew where to put their stars um, and how to elevate a match. But at the same time, I think when uh, on this particular pay per view. Um, their their bottoms were certainly much lower than 
<laughs> than probably what we're used to seeing nowadays. Well, this was uh, right after their the steroid scandal that happened too. So they kind of had this shift from you know these massive big bodybuilder types over the top characters into the more technical realm, and they they still had those mixed in gimmicks like men on a mission like super fun gimmick not yep. gonna put a five-star classic but people like them um yeah i remember enjoying them yeah, yeah. No, i thought that, i mean they sure. out rapping and like here comes mabel who's just like holy crap this dude is humongous like and he had the cool like hair and everything yeah. like, sight to be seen um so yeah they had they had a mix of stuff they were trying to like push lex and to be like the next Hogan, it just it wasn't working, you know. Like he's better as a heel. Um, they tried to, you know, this all American type guy slammed Yoko on the Lex Ex- and went on the Lex Express and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And was, yeah, he was certainly a better character as the narcissist for sure. Yeah, people you aren't know? buying it. I mean, the the true the true storyline through that entire night was really um, was really for Brett. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think what you said before really kind of nailed it where you know they were just trying to keep him around so why not revolve the entire night around the one guy um and i think everyone else felt that way because you know when he won the match you know you had luger out there you had savage out there everyone was coming out and hugging him and congratulating him and, and really kind of i think it was a congratulations but it was more of like a hey thanks for sticking around kind of thing you know i think um if i heard correctly randy savage actually pitched that um, to oh. kind of do that celebration at the end to put Brett as he, he's the face of the company now. Yeah. And he was huge. He's, he's easily uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite of all time. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he is the excellence of execution. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Uh, and he had everything to back that up. He had the character, he had the swagger, um, he had the technique. Um yeah. You know, and he knew how to how to guide a match, and, and he had some of the best. Once you back that sharpshooter up. All right, WrestleMania X Seven uh, is the other one in our top two here. Again, this came from Houston, Texas. Uh, this was the first WrestleMania held in the state of Texas. Uh, this was also right after the WCW buyout had happened. So you have Shane McMahon buying WCW, uh, Vince McMahon kind of owning WWE. Um, there's a lot to talk about with X7. Um, and, uh, so I'll start with a couple of notes I have here. I have like a whole page of notes on X7, but, uh, let me start with just like the, the weird stuff. So, um, the, uh, gimmick, uh, battle Royal was entertaining enough. Um, but the only people I was really excited to see was, was Duke, the dumpster Drossy, uh, (laughs) clown and brother love. Um, but there was a ton more on there. The goon was in there. Uh, Jim Cornette, repo man, the gobbly. Um, there was was a ton. Michael PS Hayes was in there. Um, but there was so many good things. First off, rock and Austin might arguably be the greatest main event in the history of WrestleMania. Um, it was, uh, the one with the heel turn, uh, for Austin, uh, the pop for Austin was huge. Um, we have the TLC match, uh, which is probably again, one of the greatest matches in the history of WWE with that spear off of the ladder hanging on the belt. Um, you have Shane versus Vince, 
whether you like it or not, Shane versus Vince was fun. It was a storyline that lasted a, quite a while. Linda hadn't spoken in, in weeks or months at that point. She was in the wheelchair. If you remember, Trish Stratus was involved. It was icky. But there was, a, you know, when, when Linda gets that nut shot in at the end on Vince um, and then Shane hits that band Terminator, which is ridiculous, um, it was a fun match. Again, you're not expecting a five-star when you have Vince and Shane in the, in the ring together, but um, it was entertaining. But this had five-star matches. Rock and Austin, Angle and Benoit is probably one of the greatest matches um, in WrestleMania history. Um, so there was a ton there. The TLC match, obviously, was another one. Um, but uh, what do you guys have to say about WrestleMania X7? Yeah, this this had some, I mean, I'll talk about some other matches that you didn't talk about. Uh, Jericho versus Regal, mm. uh, which uh, Regal's one of my my favorites. Um, yeah, yeah, I for, I forgot how um, I forgot how technically sound Regal oh, was. The yeah, man, like yeah, he's so good. And at this point, he was the commissioner, which was a whole. The dude is hilarious. Like mm-hmm. he can just make a face, and that's all he has to do. But he says funny stuff. He smirched and like you know. So he had a lot of cool stuff going on. Then there was the hardcore match, Raven, mm-hmm. Big Show, and Kane. Those I'm not huge fans of Big Show and Kane. Like I can take them in small doses, but put them in a hardcore match. It was entertaining. They were all over the place. They threw Raven through a glass window. Yep. Um, Raven actually almost turned out the entire pay-per-view they most uh, there was a part where they were on a cart the on golf cart. cart and it went off to the side and apparently they told him after like you were a quarter inch from hitting a wire that would have turned everything up <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that raven just like oh shoot um test versus eddie guerrero in the european title match which test completely underrated um i loved i love test and then Triple H versus Undertaker. Again, two guys that I'm not like people are like huge fans of Triple H and Undertaker. And I get it. And there's people who are don't really care for them either, but I'm kinda in the middle. Like I I'm kind of like, whatever, but when they when they come on, you know, and they have a match against each other, I'm like, I, I gotta I'm gonna watch this because I know it's gonna be good. And they put on a hell of a match. Um probably probably one of my favorites of the night, if not my favorite. Even though there was a ridiculous moment where uh, Undertaker drops an elbow on Mike Kyoto, and Mike Kyoto stays down for over ten minutes. Yeah, this yep. allows Undertaker and Triple H to fight everywhere. Yeah, they were fighting in the crowd. They were yeah. Undertaker does the big choke slam off the scaffold, which he falls into you know a bunch of mattresses. But still, it's cool. Like you see him up and just ah, he's gone. Like I remember seeing that. I was like that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was actually almost Triple H versus Mike Tyson. They were trying to push that. Um, I guess they did some sort of, I don't know if they did a stare, I don't know, but they, they wanted Mike Tyson, Triple H, um, but they didn't have enough money. There was uh, Tyson's price uh, they weren't willing to pay. Um, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of cool stuff on, on this pay-per-view. Mike, anything you want to add? Um, no, I mean, you guys kind of covered everything um i mean some highlights definitely you know shane putting his dad uh through the commentary table with the um with the with the flying elbow was 
you know, that was, that was just a ridiculous spot. And Shane um, just has a spot for just doing dumb stuff to himself for yeah. a pop. Um, and that certainly, that certainly did it. Um, the you TLC you know that helicopter on purpose. Um, Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, no. He legit. Oh yeah, he survived a helicopter crash. Yeah, yeah, he survived a helicopter crash. Like, no. so there was a joke like, oh, he's like dropping an elbow from the <laughs> dude crashed. The, he literally he, he, the, the the helicopter crashed and Shane just walked out of it. Yeah, so like whatever. Yeah. Like that. He, I mean, man, he, he, he had... hit him off the top. <laughs> Did that fall? It was means of him like elbowing out of the uh, out of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had to one up someone getting into a limo and having it explode. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his father died on TV. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, laughed. <laughs> this this the the Stone Cold Rock match for this, um, and then the subsequent matches that followed. Uh, not so much the one at X Eight, but you know, leading up to the send off at nineteen. Um, you know, Rock defending his title against Austin here in the no DQ match was, you know, a pretty substantial um, chunk of this pay-per-view. Uh, the longest match of the night at 28 minutes. Um, but it didn't, it didn't feel, um, you know, going at least watching highlights now, uh, obviously they're edited, but still didn't feel like a 28 minute match. Like it, it, like a 28 minute match would feel like, all right, I get it. Like, all right, come on, keep it moving. Like, you know, yeah. these two have the energy. Um, and, and I just, I don't mean like energy, but like an aura about them that keep you watching, um, you know, and that certainly, um, you know, put a, put a cap on this entire thing. Um, but again, <laughs> the, uh, but again, going back to the other matches, Angle Benoit, Benoit, one of my all time favorites as well, just ridiculously talented, Kurt Angle, super talented. Mm -hmm. Um, and just watching those two, like put on a technical match, um, you know, with everything you can think of just, you know, not just holds and, and high flying, but just, you know, just good spots, good match all around. And the tickle fight. Yeah. Tickle fights were there. <laughs> um, yeah. And the TLC, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with the TLC match with that kind of lineup. The Dudleys, the Hardys, um, Edge and Christian Rhino was there. Cause you know, they, someone's got to get speared. So they, they should do it. Three <laughs> stages of hell. It's like two, like, like big dudes and like, First one should be like tickle fight. The second match should be like a four fight. And the third one like a hell in a cell. Just go to like <laughs> next extreme. <laughs> but actually in hell. Yeah. So well, so we have WrestleMania. We have WrestleMania X seven versus WrestleMania ten. Uh what is your vote, guys? This is it. Seventeen. All the way. Even WWE said it. In two thousand thirteen, they named this their best WrestleMania ever. And I agree with them. Yeah, I have to say this might be one of the better wrestling pay-per-views in the history of the whole business. Um, you know, it if you think about it, there really wasn't a ridiculously terrible match on the card. I mean, you had China and Ivory, but it was pretty short. You didn't have to sit through a 20-minute match with them. Um, you know, yeah, even the beginning, we didn't talk about it, but X Factor was yeah. in the pre-show and I loved X Factor. Like they weren't very big, but they were cool. Uh, X-Pac and Just Incredible defeated Grandmaster Sexay and Steve Blackman. Uh, but that was on the pre-show. Everything after that, you had eight or nine amazing matches on one pay-per-view. 
Um, even Taz in the APA defeating the right to censor wasn't a, you know, a clinic or anything, but it was entertaining enough. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt when you have that many good matches on a card. Um, so at this point, I, I'm going to agree, and I think WrestleMania X7 is going to be the best pay-per-view, yeah. uh, best, best WrestleMania of all time. I, I would agree as well. Well, dang. That's oh. it. We're here. We, all three of us have, have agreed uh, on this. Uh, so if you're going to go back and watch any of these, um, you can watch all eight if you want to on the WWE Network. But uh, WrestleMania 17, we're deciding, is the uh, top WrestleMania to watch. Um, but as you can tell, there are a ton of great uh, matches out of all the other ones as well. And there were plenty of other WrestleManias as well that have great, great matches that just didn't make the card. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's about it, guys. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, we're hitting, hitting our mark here. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, feel free to reach out um, on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. Uh, feel free to comment, subscribe uh, on Spotify to get our episodes uh, but we thank you guys for watching it, and y'all have a good night. Yeah, y'all.